The New York Rangers see their four-game winning streak as well as their seven-game point streak snapped in a tough 3-2 home loss against the Carolina Hurricanes at Madison Square Garden. We're going to talk about uh, just a chaotic finish to this game, a wild third period, another uh, really strong performance from Igor Shosturkin. Tyler Mott, I thought, played a whale of a game for the Rangers. We're going to talk about him. Uh, We also get a scary moment when Ryan Lindgren returns to the lineup but then uh, briefly exits with an injury. Going to talk about that and the uh, long-term you know, outlook on Ryan Lindgren and how the Rangers should uh, treat their star defenseman down the stretch here. All that and a whole lot else on today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 789 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers it's brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And yeah, you know, this is the kind of game that you know, it's not going to bother me all that much. The, the only part about this that bothers me is the fact that it felt like the Rangers were going to end up winning this game. You know, it wasn't a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination by the Rangers, but this was a spirited, competitive game, a playoff-like atmosphere. I thought they might go on to win this game one to nothing, and then we got uh, just that crazy sequence of goals and crazy sequence of events, really, that all happened in the third period. Uh, we're actually going to start today's episode talking about that, but yeah, it's one of those things, you know, the, the winning streak and the point streak can't last forever but it just felt like the Rangers uh, were on their way to a quality win over a very tough uh, opponent, and it just was not meant to be uh, thanks to the Canes rallying late and finally solving Igor Shosturkin. But I want to start today's episode, like I said, talking about everything pretty much that happened in the third period. Uh, Like I said, it was just kind of a crazy ending to this game. The temperature really rose in the third period, and we had goals coming left and right. Uh, But yeah, the Rangers were up 1-0. Uh, going into the third. The only goal of the game to this point was scored by Tyler Mott. We will talk a little bit more about Tyler Mott uh, in just a little bit as well. But Igor was really sharp. And as I mentioned, this one had one nothing written all over it, at least for me. I know there were chances both ways, but it just felt like one of those games where that final score uh, could hold, mostly because Igor Shosturkin uh, was you know, on top of his game early in this one. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, so I mentioned the temperature rising. One of the first incidents of this is, you know, Kako was taken down near the benches, and Ajo, for some reason, had him in a headlock, and you had, um, you know, Alexi Lafreniere coming over there. He was going after Ajo a little bit. So, uh, like I said, you know, the, the intensity definitely picking up down the stretch here. Then you had a situation where Jesper Foss trips Igor Shosturkin behind the Ranger net, uh, skate on skate. I don't know if Foss did it on purpose. You would like to think hopefully not, but regardless, that is still a penalty. Uh, Igor and Foss were exchanging words with each other when Igor was leaving the ice. That gave the Rangers a power play. Unfortunately, Rangers not able to capitalize there. And as a quick aside, the Ranger power play was not good at all in this game. 0 for 3. But besides that, they just didn't get enough scoring opportunities. And there were a couple of different chances where the Rangers had the man advantage. And a goal really would have, you know, obviously not sealed the the win or anything like that, but it would have given the Rangers a two to nothing lead in a game that, you know, for the most part of it uh, was obviously a low scoring game, and that would have been big. Uh, Rangers just were not able to uh, to make that happen. Uh, then you had Aho and Trocheck; they were mixing it up behind the Carolina net, 
Uh, Ajo earlier in the shift had gotten a piece of Trocek. Trocek came in, knocked Ajo to the ice. I was kind of surprised they didn't uh, call Trocek for a penalty on this. I'm glad they didn't. But Brendan Moore wanted a penalty. He made that very clear. And as I mentioned with Trocek in the past, the only nitpick that I have with him is that he does seem to take too many penalties. And granted, this one was not called. But I'd be lying if I said I wasn't you know, holding my breath after I saw Trocek after the play go over and uh, basically just knock Ajo down to the ice. But uh, fortunately, the penalty was not called. Unfortunately, the uh, Kane score on a rush just after this, you have Jalen Chadfield scoring. You know, he went up the right side, made a perfect shot off the post, the far post, and into the net. My first reaction to this was, uh, who is Jalen Chadfield? I honestly had not really heard of him, but uh, apparently he's having a nice season with the Canes as kind of a depth defenseman there. But he ties the game with a perfect shot. And as the announcers mentioned, you pretty much had to uh, go get a, get a perfect shot on net if you were going to be able to beat Igor Shesterkin uh, in this game, you know, w- with any kind of a goal. Uh, the good news is that the Rangers struck right back. Uh, you had Ryan Lindgren. His shot was blocked. Capocacco uses his right skate to play the puck up to himself, to his stick, uh, shoots from the doorstep, and scores. And it's 2-1 to one Rangers uh, with less than 10 minutes to go. Kako went 11 games without a goal. Would have been a big moment for uh, Kako and also Ryan Lindgren. You know, Lindgren, of course, left this game with the injury. He had missed a whole bunch of other games with an injury. Um, you know, he would have gotten the primary assist on a game-winning goal here. Unfortunately, it was not meant to be. And Kako had gone 11 games without scoring a goal. So to get a clutch uh, game-winning goal late would have been awesome for him. But, you know, Kako mentioned, uh, and this is through the announcers once again, that, you know, he's not discouraged. He feels like overall they're playing well. Obviously, the team has been winning, and uh, he feels like it's eventually going to come. And, you know, we saw Heedle get out of his scoring slump recently. Kako does it in this game. Uh, hopefully, that's a sign of what is to come for the kid line. Unfortunately, uh, this Ranger issue where they're just not sharp on the shift following a goal. And to be fair, you know, Kako scored right after the Canes scored, but then the Rangers give it right back. 18 seconds later, the Canes tie it. The puck drops. The Rangers, you know, they initially clear their zone. Uh, the Canes get it back in. We've got a pass from the corner in front to Nosen and the culprits for the Rangers, so to speak. You had the Panarin line out there. So Panarin, Mika, and uh, Tarasenko. You also had Miller and Truba on the ice. For some reason, when the puck was initially played behind the Ranger net, Miller left the front of the net and went into the corner to, to try to get it. Not really sure why he felt he had to do that. And by the time the puck went around to the other side, the other corner of the rink, uh, Truba, who I, I think believed that Miller was still in front of the net, you know, he went into the other corner. So you've got two defensemen basically in the two opposite corners uh, in the defensive zone for the Rangers, and that's obviously not good. The front of the net was left wide open. And that's uh, how the Canes were able to score this game on a tipping goal there. And then, of course, you, know, you get the game-winning goal by Tara Vinan. He scores with just 2.33 to go. Rangers, once again, cannot clear the zone. Looks like Lindgren had a chance and just couldn't get it out of the zone. Canes keep the play alive. And then you've got Burns passing in deep uh, for Tara Vinan, who scores the tipping goal. That makes it 2-1, to one, or no, excuse me, 3-2 Carolina Hurricanes, uh, which is 2.33 to go in the game. So, yeah, just not sharp down the stretch were the New York Rangers. And as far as this issue where the Rangers continue to give up goals, or it seems like they give up more goals than most teams do in the shift that follows a goal, you know what? Give me the fourth line on the shift that immediately follows a goal for the New York Rangers. To begin with, they've played very well recently. You know, they're all known for being defense first forwards, and I think they will continue to be known at that. I'm talking, of course, about Tyler Mott, Jimmy Vesey, and Barclay Goodrow. But, you know, they get they get pucks deep. They battle for pucks. Uh, they get in your face. 
They've even been scoring some goals recently. Tyler Mott's on a little bit of a heater right now with three goals in his last four games. So give me the fourth line out there uh, in the shift that immediately follows a goal. And for anybody that might say that, well, you know, you can't have the fourth line out there when it's a tie game and, you know, five or six minutes to go. Yes, you can, because this line has played that well. They're as deserving of ice time as anybody else. Um, you know, they've just been very, very good recently. Those three players have really seemed to gel together. And as I've mentioned before, uh, that is easily the best fourth line that the Rangers have had all season, uh, Mott, VZ, and Goodrow. But we're going to keep everything wrong in just a second. I mentioned very briefly uh, Ryan Lindgren and, you know, the uh, fact that he was back in this game. Obviously, uh, a lot of us have been hoping that he would get back into the lineup. We're going to talk about him, his performance, and the scare that he all gave us. We're going to do all that and a whole lot more in just a second. But first, we do have to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet does not win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line, two-point scorers, and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And uh, I just wanted to uh, mention that I'm dealing with a little bit of a sore throat right now, so uh, apologies ahead of time, and and thank you guys for, for bearing with me, and uh, we'll get through this episode together here. But I definitely wanted to talk about this game. Obviously, it's a very competitive game, playoff-like atmosphere. Wasn't going to take the day off or anything like that. Um, but, you know, we go back to Ryan Lingard. I want to talk a little bit about him for sure. I mean, he obviously got back into the lineup on this night, and it was cool because when he first stepped onto the ice, he got a little bit of a reaction from the fans at Madison Square Garden. It wasn't like the whole crowd was going nuts, but uh, you could hear it. It was very audible. Uh, Ryan Lingren getting a nice hand uh, from the Garden Faithful, welcoming him back into the lineup. Uh, like I said, though, he did give us all a little bit of a scare. Second period, he was doubled over after being in a collision with Jesper Foss. Foss basically elbowed Lindgren, and this was before, you know, he ended up tripping Igor later in the game, so I don't know what was going on with Jesper Foss in this game, but uh, Lindgren was called for the penalty, despite essentially being elbowed by Jesper Foss, so Lindgren goes off for holding, but he didn't even stay in the penalty box, he went right to the dressing room, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko served the penalty for the Rangers, and at this point, we're all kind of holding our breath, uh, the good news is the, the Rangers killed off the penalty, and at that point, the Ranger PK was at 24, 24 excuse me, for their last 26 when it comes to killing penalties. Um, and of course, the good news is that Ryan Lindgren eventually returned to this game. Uh, he was back on the bench late in the second period. I don't believe he got back out onto the ice until the third period, uh, but he got back out there. As far as, you know, going forward with Ryan Lindgren, I feel like the Rangers need to prioritize getting to the playoffs healthy. You know, at this point, it's certainly looking like they're going to be a playoff team. They've got, you know, a lot of clearance on some of the bubble teams, um, and they've obviously been playing very well recently. But 
I mentioned the other day that I'm not willing to completely uh, discard home ice advantage. I think it does matter. I think it can matter. I think certainly a game seven in any playoff round, you'd like to have that at home. Not that you can't win a game seven on the road, but uh, I do think home ice advantage matters at least a little bit. And especially for the Rangers last year, eight and two at home in the playoffs, two and eight on the road. So I'd like to see the Rangers get as good of a seed as they can. But the main priority, what's more important than that, is that the Rangers get to the playoffs healthy, and especially somebody like Ryan Lindgren. Look, if Ryan Lindgren, if the Ranger coaching staff determines that he could use a couple days off here, a couple games off, then I think that's what they have to do. Don't break your back. Don't break your neck trying to, you know, get from third place to second place or, you know, get from second place to first place, whatever the case might be. The far more important thing is that you have uh, all hands on deck in your area to rock uh, when the playoffs start here. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see, um, you know, what happens with Ryan Lindgren, if he's going to be back out there for the next game, if the Rangers maybe try to play it a little bit safe with him, or, or you know, maybe he's back out there for the next game, but then somewhere down the, the road here, they give him a day off. Uh, we'll, we'll see how the Rangers look to play it. Um, but, you know, after all this happened, uh, Ryan Lindgren... As I already mentioned, he got the primary assist on what could have been the game-winning goal by Capo Caco. And the reason that happened is because Ryan Lindgren is a beast. You're not going to keep this guy down. Uh, you know, he obviously missed some games this season. I think that's the most he's ever missed in a season, you know, due to injury at least. Um, you know, his rookie season or his first real season with the Rangers, I know that, uh, you know, he didn't play all the games, but that's because he started the season with the Wolfpack. Ever since he's been here, though, he hasn't really missed a ton of time uh, when it comes to injury, but he got back out there, got the primary assist on Capo Caco's goal, so that was awesome to see. The other kind of subplot to Ryan Lindgren being back, or, you know, we think he's going to be back after this, is that it relegates Ben Harper to a healthy scratch, which is unfortunate because I think overall he's done a nice job for the Rangers this year, but he's just kind of the odd man out. You know, they on pretty much every night are going to dress six defensemen, and with that being the case, there's six guys in front of him. I know there's certain Ranger fans that would prefer Harper over Mikola, but overall, I think Mikola brings a little bit more to the table than Ben Harper. He's obviously somebody that's, you know, had a pretty nice career for himself overall, and big physical defenseman is Mikola, and, you know, with Ben Harper, we're down to just 11 games remaining. I am going to be very curious to see uh, if and when the Rangers put him out there. Like, say the six defensemen that are in front of Harper all stay healthy for the rest of the season. Does that mean that we don't see Harper again for the rest of the season, for the rest of the playoffs? I don't think that'll be the case. I get the feeling down the stretch here, even if everybody stays healthy, and even if the coaching staff does not believe that anybody needs a day off, you know, needs a game off, I still think you'll see Harper slot in for maybe like two more games, possibly three games down the stretch, although probably more like two, uh, because you don't want to be in a situation where you get into the playoffs and one of your defensemen gets injured, and then you have to play somebody who hasn't played in weeks and weeks and weeks, uh, as would be the case with Ben Harper if he doesn't play at all down the stretch in the regular season here. So I think even if everybody stays healthy, you'll see Harper maybe slot in uh, for Mikola, you know, in the last couple of games, you know, maybe like the third to last game, the second to last game, the fourth to last game, somewhere in that area, just to make sure that Ben Harper still has his legs under him and is still ready to go uh, if the Rangers need him in a pinch come Stanley Cup playoff time. So we'll see how they look to play it. The other thing that's entirely possible is that the coaching staff might decide that, you know, okay, uh, we'll give Jacob Truba a, a game off near the end, especially if the Rangers are locked into their playoff position. If they're in a spot where they can't go up or down, 
um, and you know they're locked into say that number three spot, the number three uh, team in the Metro Division, then I think you'll see that happen. You might see uh, you know Ben Harper slot in there if the coaching staff determines that you know this defenseman or that defenseman could use a day off, could use a little bit of rest down the stretch, and, and making sure that they're ready to go uh, for the playoffs and well rested for the playoffs. All right, we're gonna keep everything going. In just a second here, I want to talk about, you know, just kind of the playoff intensity of this game and how even though the Rangers lost, it might benefit them to play in this kind of a game. Uh, Also going to be talking a little bit about, uh, you know, a couple of the Rangers, former Rangers being back in Madison Square Garden. Going to look ahead uh, to the schedule uh, that the Rangers will have and also a uh, quick standings check as well. We're going to do all that good stuff in just a second. But first, we got to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Indeed. No matter how the last game went, anytime you take the field, you've got a shot at greatness. Give your team the best shot at winning by recruiting more MVPs with Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed, because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you do not pay. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed makes it easy to hire great talent. According to Comscore, Indeed is the number one job site worldwide. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit. To upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash LockedOn, offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash LockedOn to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, so I want to go ahead and talk a little bit about Tyler Ma and uh, specifically the uh, hot streak that he's been on, as well as just uh, him playing just what I thought was an all-around great game in this one, uh, one of those guys who just leaves it on the ice every single night. And of course, uh, with Tyler Mott and his performance last night, the first thing you got to talk about is the goal that he scored to put the Rangers up one to nothing. And as I mentioned earlier in the episode, a little bit of a heater for Tyler Mott right now. You know, he scored three goals in his last four games, uh, his first three goals with the New York Rangers since coming back to the team. So... First period, Rangers lose the faceoff. Barclay Goodrow gets it back. He starts to head behind the net. Uh, really kind of sold, did Barclay Goodrow, I thought, uh, that he was going to take the puck behind the net. But he didn't do that. He passed in front to Tyler Mott, and Mott scores from the doorstep, gives the Rangers a one to nothing lead late in the first period. Uh, later in this game, Mott was engaged with Martinook, and he ends up catching a glove to the face, and then he ends up catching a, a stick to the throat, and as a result of that, uh, Martin heads to the penalty box, so Tyler Mott, uh, once again, taking a beating here, but also drawing a power play for the New York Rangers. Uh, then there was a situation where he has to hobble to the bench after he blocked a shot with his ankle, and then we get into the third period, and Mott was also shaken up after kind of an awkward collision with Nietzsche, but it was also a good defensive play by Mott, you know, not allowing Nietzsche to get to the front of the Ranger net. Uh, after the Canes had entered the Ranger zone on a rush. So all around, just great stuff from Tyler Mott. And, you know, I understand there's some Ranger fans at times who will say like, oh, I don't get everybody's obsession with this guy. But I think when you see him play as well-rounded and complete of a game as he played in this one last night, and just how hard he works and how, you know, he's willing to absorb a lot of physical punishment just to do something small, like block a shot to help the Rangers win a game. I think a lot of Ranger fans, myself included, uh, really certainly can appreciate that about Tyler Mott. And, uh, you know, obviously, fingers crossed that he's all right. Like I said, I mean, he he 
had to leave the game twice or didn't really leave the game, but he had to hobble to the bench two different times in this game. So uh, hopefully he's no worse for the wear uh, going forward here. Uh, the other thing I want to mention about this game, it was unfortunate that the Rangers couldn't get the win, especially because, you know, like I said, they let in this game for pretty much the entire way, except for the last, you know, 247 or whatever it was there. But I think a game like this kind of gets you ready for playoff type hockey. And look, I enjoyed what the Rangers did over the weekend as much as the next guy. You know, you beat the Penguins six to nothing, you beat the Predators seven to nothing, thirteen nothing combined score, back to back shutouts, all that good stuff. But you know, those games were laughers, and it's easy to you know win a game when everything's kind of going your way and you're feeling it. This is a game where you know everybody had to grind a little bit. And again, the Rangers didn't get the result. It would have been obviously a lot better if they won this game. But just to play in this type of a playoff-like atmosphere, uh, close competitive, low-scoring game, low-scoring for, you know, the, the end result was pretty much low-scoring too, but very low-scoring for the first two and a half periods there. Only one goal being scored. I still think that bodes well for the New York Rangers going forward. Obviously, the Carolina Hurricanes are a team that the Rangers are starting to develop quite the rivalry with. You know, we saw them play each other in the bubble playoffs. The Canes swept the Rangers. We saw last year the Rangers coming back against the Canes, winning Game 7 on the road. And it's a team that the Rangers might well see again in the playoffs this year. It's going to depend what order everybody finishes in in the Metro. The Rangers could see the Canes in the first round. They could see them in the second round. I'm um, good to play a tough, competitive, you know, just just blue-collar, hard-nosed type of game uh, like this was uh, if you're the New York Rangers. And we'll see if they end up matching up again uh, in the playoffs at some point. But they will for sure match up again uh, this Thursday. Rangers going to be on the road against the Carolina Hurricanes at 7 p.m. And that will be the final meeting this season. The Rangers won the first two. Canes obviously won this last one. Rangers with a chance to uh, take three out of four from a team that, you know, is up there as far as Ranger biggest rivals. I'd probably put them at or near the top five as far as uh, biggest New York Ranger rivals right now. Uh, to kind of wrap up today's episode, though, I wanted to uh, mention something about Jesper Foss. And, you know, I mentioned the, the penalties that he took in this game and just kind of weird stuff going on there. But Sam and Joe mentioned this during the broadcast, and it's something that I did not realize. Apparently, Jesper Foss won the Players Player Award, which is voted on uh, by all the New York Ranger players. He won that award five years in a row. So he's had a serious monopoly on that award. Obviously, I knew he was a hardworking player, very well liked by his teammates. I believe he was an alternate captain toward the very end of his tenure with the New York Rangers. So, you know, good stuff there. And, uh, you know, props for to Jesper Foss going from being a six-rounder to, you know, somebody that's had a very nice career for himself. As far as the Ranger upcoming schedule, Rangers are at the Canes. As I mentioned on Thursday, they are then at the Panthers on Saturday. That game has a five o'clock start time, and then a rare two straight days off for the New York Rangers. The Rangers won't play after uh, the game against the Panthers until they are home against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets at 7 p.m. on Tuesday. So we'll look forward to all that. Uh, You know, again, big game against your rival Canes. Then you've got a game against a team that is on the bubble right now in the Panthers. You've got a game against the Jackets where you can't have a letdown. And then we might as well just do the rest of the schedule to wrap up the month here at New Jersey on Thursday the 30th, and then at Buffalo, another team that's sort of on the playoff bubble on Friday the 31st. So five games remain in the month of March for the New York Rangers. And then you turn the calendar to April, and there's only six regular season games left. And that's it. After that, we're going to the playoffs and uh, hopefully a lot of good times ahead for the New York Rangers. But that will do it for today's episode, guys. Uh, Once again, Thank you, as always, for tuning into the Locked On New York Rangers podcast, your team every day. If you would like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOn 
nyrangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is locked on nyrangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that's at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.